Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. You got to love that sound effect. The, uh, the Bears are on the clock. See what I'm saying? That's pretty good. And we are delighted to welcome in Dane Brugler. He is, of course, with The Athletic, their fine NFL draft analyst, and joins us on the Signature Bank Score Hotline, Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Dane, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Well, we want to thank you, first of all, for your first mock draft, which had the Bears with the trade down and still getting Jalen Carter. I think everybody in town would cut that deal right now. Uh, That would be phenomenal because that would kind of answer a couple of, uh, first of all, a huge need, and then also getting out of that – uh, that first overall pick. So, uh, you know, obviously we don't know yet who the number one pick is, but it's leaning toward quarterback just because of the value of the position. No doubt. And obviously the the way the season ended for the Bears to get that number one overall pick, um, that is – it's position of power, and especially in a draft like this. And not every year. If you get the number one pick last year – uh, you know, you have a decision to make at the top because you're not getting a lot of offers. Are you going to take Aiden Hutchinson? Are you going to, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of different uh, decisions to make this year. I think the decision is pretty clear. And that's uh, look at the offers that you receive. They should receive multiple offers for that number one overall pick teams looking for a quarterback, try to get ahead of Houston at number two. Uh, and this is a very interesting quarterback group uh, where, We've got some talented guys. There's no doubt, but each one has their own flaws, and so there will no there there won't be a consensus order this year where there's a clear one, a clear two. Uh, it'll be very different from team to team. Some teams will not be on board with a Bryce Young because he's five ten and a half, hundred ninety pounds. That's a complete outlier uh, at the quarterback position. Some teams will be out on, on a quarterback like that. Uh, Will Levis from Kentucky, uh, there's a lot of split opinion uh, because he has all the prototypical traits, but the tape is inconsistent. And are you really going to invest a number one pick 
in a guy that, you know, you just, there's something missing from his film. CJ Stroud from Ohio state has a lot of things you look for, but can he create enough uh, outside of structure with his legs showed a little bit of that against Georgia, but can you believe that's going to be part of his game moving forward? So it's a really uh, flawed, but talented quarterback class. And it will be fascinating to see which teams are jockeying to get up to that number one overall pick. And then what do the bears do? I, 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 I mentioned this in my mock, but I don't think it's as simple as just saying, okay, what's the best offer? All right, boom, let's take it. Uh, I, I think there's a good chance that if they get that offer from Indianapolis sitting there at four, that has to be the most appealing trade offer, even if it's a little bit less than what another team is giving them because you're still within the top four picks. You're staying within striking distance of those two defensive linemen, Will Anderson from Alabama, Jalen Carter from Georgia. I think there's a big drop-off after those two uh, in terms of the next best non-quarterback in this class and I think you have to look at it too if you're sitting there at number four you might get another trade offer uh, from the Panthers at number nine or you know another team and that you might be able to double up with, with some big time trades so the Bears are in a position of power right now and it will be really interesting to see how it plays out here uh, over the next few months. That is a key component, not going down far enough to where you can't get a player that can help you immediately like a Carter or an Anderson Dane, and you've been doing this long enough to understand the compensation and how it might fluctuate year to year. But this season, I, I think it's interesting, number one, your proposal that the, in your mock draft, the Colts moving up, but what they would give up to do that. Obviously, the number four pick, but you also have them at the 35th pick, the second rounder, and a 2024 first rounder. Do you think that whoever the Bears deal with, if it's in a, a top 10 situation, they will get back, besides swapping picks, a second rounder and a future first? And should they be willing to trade if they don't get that kind of compensation? It, it's funny. I've heard from Colts fans who say that's way too much to give up and Bears fans who think that's just not enough. And so, uh, you know, I, I think the, the truth's somewhere in the middle. And really, when it comes down to this, we can look at past examples, you know, what the 49ers gave up to go up to get Trey Lance, um, you know, all the way back to what Washington gave up to go up to get RG3. I mean, we, we can go back and look at past examples as maybe a, a base to try and figure out what, what that best deal would be. But the truth is that, you know, your, your, your offer or your the best trade is just going to be what your best offer is. And so it it'll, will be interesting. I, I do think that if you're the Colts at four and you're Chris Ballard, obviously he knows Ryan Poles very well from their time together in uh, Kansas City. Um, you know that you probably have maybe a leg up because you are picking at number four and you're not picking at seven or nine or 12. Um, so you're, you might have a little bit, uh, you know, you have a fewer picks to go up. You won't have to give up as much to move up to that number one spot. So, you know, it's, it will be interesting to see how, how this whole thing plays out. And I think, you know, once coaches get involved in the process, cause you know, up to this point, it's been the area scouts, it's been, you know, the directors, uh, even the GM has been on the road a, f a little bit, getting eyes on these quarterbacks. But once the coaches really get involved, that changes things, too, in terms of how they see these quarterbacks and, um, you know, what they'd be willing to, to give up to move up uh, for one of these guys. So it, we're still in the feeling out process, not just those of us on the outside, but even within the buildings of teams as, as they try to stack this uh, draft board, especially the quarterbacks. Dane, we understand that there are good players throughout the NFL draft. There are plenty of great stories out there of guys and what they've done. Um, when we talk about Will Anderson or, uh, or Jalen Carter, 
How do you separate those two guys? And, and you know, for a team like the Bears where they're running a, um, a Tampa 2 where they, they really need that kind of under-tackle position, the, th- the three technique, we heard um, Matt Eberflus talk about it. Does that change by team, or is Carter like the more valuable player than Anderson? Is Anderson comparable to Micah Parsons? I've heard that mentioned. I, I, that would be awesome. What? How do you? How, is it? Does it just help people if you if you mention this guy's like that guy type of thing? Oh yeah, and I, that's something that you know comps player comps are are rarely apples to apples, but they do help create a picture. Um, you know both stylistically with you know what type of player are you getting but then also nfl impact um you know if, if i say that will anderson uh could give you a vaughn miller type of impact well that that paints a picture in your mind and and, and lets you know okay this guy's really good and I, I do think that will anderson has that type of potential um you know he's uh you think about all the hundreds of thousands of players that have played college football um i, I don't maybe even millions i don't know there's only been 41 who have been unanimous All-Americans back-to-back years, and Will Anderson's one of those guys. That's how good he has been at the college level. His get-off is explosive. Um, the way he can bend his body, the dip, he can maneuver in tight spaces. Uh, but he's also very advanced with his hands, and that shows up not only as a pass rusher, but as a run defender. He's a very, very good run defender, and uh, he's very advanced for his age, shedding blocks. Um, I, I, he needs to be a better finisher in terms of uh, just avoiding those missed tackles uh, that he'll play an overdrive at times. But uh, again, that's, you know, if that's your biggest uh, worry with him, I mean, everything else is uh, off the charts, twitchy movements, skilled hands, play speeds. Awesome. Uh, he's a game wrecker. And that's uh, certainly appealing with Jalen Carter. He has his block destruction is very special. Um, it's a combination of power. It's a combination of quickness. And I do think that there's something to be said about that interior disruption and how valuable that is and how, how much harder it is to find compared to uh, guys on the outside who can bend the edge and give you that, that outside pressure. So if, if, if all things are equal and you have Jalen Carter, or, uh, uh, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson on the same level, tags are touching uh, on the draft board, you might lead uh, to the defensive tackle because not only the fit in, in that particular scheme, but it is harder to find those guys. Um, but it, just for me personally, I do have Will Anderson just uh, a little bit ahead of Carter. But these are two really good guys uh, that, you know, if, you're, if your goal with the top five pick is to come away with an impact player who should be on a, a Pro Bowl trajectory pretty quickly, I think both these guys qualify. I love the block destruction with Jalen Carter. <laughs> <laughs> and, Dane, yeah. you, you have been doing this a long time, and I just wonder, in Chicago, let's say – and play this out, the Bears select Jalen Carter with the fourth overall pick. Immediately, for fans of a certain age that remember the Bears drafting Tommy Harris back in 2004, Mm. those comparisons might be made. Do you see similarities there in the way that they would fit into the same type of scheme but also have the same kind of impact? Yeah, and something you always, you know, going back to his days at Oklahoma with Tommy Harris, uh, how disruptive he was um, and, and against the run in the pass. And so he was a guy that, uh, you know, it's not just about uh, being able to, uh, you know, the movements without going anywhere. It's not just the, he was quick. It's not just he was powerful. It was, it was purposeful. Uh, and I think that's what Jalen Carter, too, his ability to read blocks under and the backfield vision to know where the ball is, 
Uh, I mean, he, he really uh, blows up what the offensive game plan is. And that's something that we saw, uh, you know, throughout the season in the SEC. We saw it against Ohio State. Um, you know, he was fatigued quite a bit in that, that Peach Bowl against the Buckeyes. He played – it was the first time in his career he played over 50 snaps in that game. Uh, but, you know, you just have to go back to last year in that Georgia defense and uh, how good everybody who was from Jordan Davis to Devontae Wyatt, uh, the linebackers, the secondary – uh, but everyone wanted to know who that number 88 was uh, because he was the guy that kept flashing over and over and over. Uh, and, and, you know, he did it again this year, even with all those guys gone. So the uh, the body control is amazing. I think that's a comparison we could make between those two guys uh, with Carter and Harris. Um, I, I just keep it coming back to that block destruction. He knows how to do it. It's, it's, sometimes it's with quickness. Sometimes with it's th- that natural power that he has, uh, both in his body, his core, but also with his hands. His strikes are are fluid and they're fast. So with uh, with Carter, I, I know defensive tackle is not the most sexy pick when we're talking about a top five pick, but Carter is the type of guy you can get really excited about. When we look at the draft, what is is there any way of determining yet? Or it, obviously, the whole process hasn't begun. You got to get to the combine. You got to get through these All Star games. Get to the combine, etc. But what is the depth of this draft? If if you were saying, "Wow, you know, you need to get uh, six mid round picks because this position is deep," what would it be? Uh, I think that edge rusher, um, and, and maybe that's you know another case for why Carter, um, you know, you could take him over Anderson, is because I do think that edge rusher is a position that stretches in this class, second round, third round. Uh, the mock draft that I posted this week is a two rounder, and when I was doing the second round, I was shocked how many uh, pass rushers I had uh, there in the second round, guys that uh, you know you could make a case for maybe sneaking into the first, but they just happen to fall into the second in this scenario. And they're really good players. Uh, you know, even guys like, um, you know, Isaiah Foskey, uh, you know, who plenty of your listeners are, are familiar with at Notre Dame. Um, Nolan Smith at Georgia, Jalen Carter's teammate. Uh, B.J. Audulari, um, uh from LSU. There's a lot of good pass rushers in this class, and I think it's a position that won't tap out uh, in the second round, third round, fourth round. It'll, it'll stretch out pretty good. Wide receivers, another one. I mean, it seems like every year we're talking about the wide receivers, and I know that's another position. Uh, you know, the Bears could potentially be looking at. Um, but this is, you know, this it's not a receiver class like we had last year where we had, what, six in the first 25 picks. I don't think it's that. We don't have the, that high-end talent at the receiver position. I don't think there's a, a Chris Olave, uh, a Garrett Wilson, guys that just were immediate uh, contributors and, you know, guys that were productive both over 1,000 yards receiving this year as rookies. I'm not sure we have those guys, but there's still plenty of talent uh, in the late first and then into the second, third rounds. Uh, a lot of wide receivers will come off the board in day two. Um, that's something the Bears could also be looking at. So the Bears, if they do move down, obviously in the first round, a left tackle might be on their list as well. Compare and contrast Paris Johnson and Peter Skronsky, the local kid. Skronsky is going to get beat up through the process because of his arm length. Uh, you know, it's something that I try to, uh, you know, prepare everybody for now because it's uh, it's something we're going to hear ad nauseum. Um, th- probably 32 and a quarter, maybe 32 and a half. We'll see uh, in terms of his arm length. There are some teams that, you know, if, if it's anything below 33 inches, it, it's not even a conversation. Um, it, automatic move to guard. And I still think that with uh, Skronsky, he's the best offensive lineman in this class. But if you are specifically looking for a tackle, he just he might not be for you. Um, but if you are comfortable with, 
you know, we'll try him at tackle. If it doesn't work out, we'll move him to guard. Um, I still think he's the best offensive lineman in this class. I think Paris Johnson, and, and I throw Broderick Jones in there from Georgia. Uh, some teams believe Jones is the number one tackle in this class. He's not as uh, polished, but he has that type of upside. So I think both those guys, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, uh, have a chance to be in the top half of round one because of they have prototypical left tackle traits, the size, the athleticism, the body couldn't body control, the the play strength uh, that they have. So uh, it, if you need to tackle, a couple options early in this draft that uh, teams could consider. But again, with Peter Skaronsky, I think it's something that uh, you just, he's, a, he's an outstanding football player. You want him on your team. Uh, he might have five position versatility, uh, but he just doesn't have some of those uh, prototypical traits that teams will look for at left tackle. So, uh, you know, I, I want to go back to Jalen Carter for a second. I was talking to a guy I know who said that if you watch him on tape, it's inconsistent. In other words, does he love the game? How do you figure that out, et cetera? I, I mean, he, you know, could be that he's been so overwhelming that he hasn't been challenged and that it hasn't been he hasn't been forced to kind of uh, play at his maximum. How do you tell if a guy can do that or not? It's also hard, you know, for those big defensive tackles who are just exerting so much energy uh, on every play. Um, and it is easy to wear yourself out. Mm. Um, and I, I think it is something that we will hear through the process about, uh, you know, football character concerns and things like that. I think it's a case of a player that's just young and, you know, he's he's learning as he goes. I don't you know, I, I think Will Anderson's maybe a little more advanced in that area, um, you know, just with the. Uh, you know, the way he's been coming up through the pro- – I mean, he was the first linebacker to ever start for Nick Saban, um, which says something about Will Anderson, how ready he was to play out of the gate. Jalen Carter wasn't quite on that level. He, it's been more of a gradual ascent for him. Um, you know, he, like I said, he uh, played more snaps this year than he ever had before. Uh, he had an injury midseason, which slowed him a little bit. That's part of the conversation as well, is just how much would that injury bother him throughout the season. Um, but I, it's, it's something where it's a young player and he's still figuring things out. And so that's, that's, that's part of the jobs of these scouts is to figure that out, uh, when they're on campus, just, you know, he's, he's a young player, but is it something we need to worry about? Is it something that will follow him to the next level? Uh, when he's in a room, uh, you know, full of 32 year old veterans, is he going to be, uh, be able to look at those guys as, uh, role models, or is it going to be an intimidating thing for him? Uh, you know, just there's so many factors, and that's why scouts. It's not just about talent evaluation. <laughs> they have to be psychologists. They have to be private detectives. They have to uh, really uh, turn over every rock to figure out who these guys are uh, as people, what makes them tick, and that's that's the toughest part about the the job description. So Dana, wasn't that long ago that we were breaking down the quarterbacks available in the 2021? NFL draft and the first rounders and five went and one of them was Justin Fields here in Chicago and we obviously have seen him progress and develop we see Trevor Lawrence who's in the playoffs other three guys I think the jury's still out and maybe the minds are already made up about Zach Wilson but Mm -hmm. uh, in New York in retrospect anything to be learned from that process in terms of and anything stand out in terms of a surprise to you uh, for me personally, I know I, I usually wait at least three years before I go back and really try to study and say, okay, what do we miss? What what happened here? What do we get right? Um, and so I still, I, like you said, the jury's still out. I think 
um, eager to see what Zach Wilson can do next year, um, you know, with a new play caller, uh, everything that's happened. I mean, these guys, quarterback, you're under such a microscope. Some of these guys just takes time. Um, you know, we saw it with Justin Fields up until even the beginning of the season. Um, you know, they were still making some mistakes that he shouldn't make and way too methodical. And that was my big issue with Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State was just how methodical he was. He needed to just uh, move up that process and, and go a little quicker. And if he could, uh, you know, I, I think that could really unlock some things. And I think with the Bears, with the way they opened the offense and uh, allowed him to use his legs more, that helped him uh, really expand uh, as a quarterback. So eager to see both Fields and Wilson uh, as they move forward. You know, and with Trey Lance, you feel bad for him with the injury luck. Uh, now with Brock Purdy, I mean, what what are the 49ers do at quarterback moving forward? I, I don't know, uh, especially if Brock Purdy is able to win uh, another playoff game or two as a starting quarterback. So uh, that that's a situation that's really up in the air. Um, and, and then, you know, with uh, Mac Jones and, and with the Patriots, they didn't make the playoffs this year. We'll see what they are next year. It, it's, it's a really fascinating group of, of outcomes here with those five quarterbacks. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm eager to watch them this year to see and then maybe study them next summer to kind of get a better sense for what do we get right, what do we get wrong throughout the process of evaluating these guys. Dane, we'll let you go, and thank you for your time. I'm just curious, when you think about the Bears trading down for the number one pick, is there – is there a limit of where they can go and still get what they need out of this draft? I mean, they, they've got a lot of needs, and it, it would mm-hmm. seemingly, depending on what the price tag is, you know, they, they might be able to get a lot of help. I, I think it comes down to their draft board and understanding, okay, if, if it is Will Anderson, Jalen Carter at the top of their board, what's the drop-off to that next tier of players? Right. You know, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, Clemson's got a couple of uh, really talented defensive linemen with Brian Brzee uh, and Miles Murphy. What's the gap there? Is the gap enough where, you know what, having that extra third-round pick uh, is going to – it sounds good to us from this team, so we're going to move down a little bit more, and we feel comfortable with the pool of players that are available there. Um, so I really think it comes down to their draft board and just where they feel comfortable moving. That that That, that is going to play a part in, in their trade partner in all of this. And you look at it, there's plenty of teams that could use a quarterback. You look at the, the Raiders at number seven. You look at Seattle at number five. You never know with Geno Smith, who knows. Um, and then, of course, Carolina at nine. So there's plenty of options here uh, where we could see a potential trade. I think it just comes down to their draft board and where they feel comfortable uh, with the pool of players available. Dane, thanks a ton. Really appreciate your help with this stuff. Thanks, Dane. Anytime. Thanks, guys. That is Dane Brugler, the uh, the athletic NFL draft analyst. Fun stuff. Good stuff. I like his compensation package that the Colts would give up to move up because – uh, 35th overall, a first-rounder next year, and swapping picks seems like a reasonable exchange. I know that everyone will say, we want more. You always want more, but you'd take that, wouldn't you? Well, especially if you could get the, the – uh, You still end up with a defensive game changer? Get out of here. A game wrecker? A block, a block wrecker. A block wrecker? Block, what was Play it? disruptor? Give me that guy. Give me that guy. 312-644-6767. It's Molly and on the score. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jalen Carter, his block destruction is very special. Um, it's a combination of power. It's a combination of quickness. And I do think that there's something to be said about that interior disruption and how valuable that is and how, how much harder it is to find. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. Uh, the Bears are on the clock, David. I don't know if you've heard or not. Yes, yeah, ticking pretty loudly in Ryan Poles' office. You know, if you can find a block disruptor, it. it's really appealing. It's Those are great to have unless you're in a quiet neighborhood. Then you don't want one of those. My neighbor was a block disruptor. Yeah. And I got to tell you, the whole bloody neighborhood fell apart. <laughs> block <laughs> destruction? Yeah, block disruptors are, are a bad thing in quiet neighborhoods. Also, if you're going to the theater, you don't want to play disruptor either. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. We should let you know that the score listener line is powered 
by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download that BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And the BetQL network is available nationwide on the Odyssey mobile app and website. Over 10,000 home and auto-connected devices and BetQLnetwork.com. Leonard is on the Odyssey app, listening on the Odyssey app. Hey, Leonard. Hey, how you doing? Good. All right. Yeah, so I, I was, uh, you know, I, I got my own little scenario going on, but I know that uh, Darren Payne out of Washington is going to be coming up as a free agent. And I was just wondering if, if the Bears were able to secure him, w- would that change things as far as uh, trying to draft Carter and make him just move on and, and to getting Will Anderson? It's a great phone call. They'll deny it because teams don't want to ever go into a draft drafting for need. But let's face it, if you're able to get pain in free agency and the commander still may tag him. Yes. So he may be taken off the market or they might extend him. But if you sign him in free agency and you're choosing between Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, the choice to me is easier. Of course you go for the edge rusher. You've taken care of and used your resources on an interior tackle, a force, a uh, block disruptor or destruction destructor. So you don't need both. It would be duplicate parts. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, the, the reality is that you have an opportunity to make some big moves in free agency and that happens before the draft. So you have to use your free agent uh, signings and they've got nothing but money and they have a, they have amount of money they got to spend and they can go out and really add some talented players. We don't know yet who's going to hit the free agent market, and we don't know yet uh, what teams are going to try to. There, there are there's a world of possibilities, and I think that if you're if you're at Hallis Hall, you're having your meetings, you're talking about what you need, you're also talking about who could be available, and you've got a, a kind of a, a list. Uh, in order of who you're going to pursue based on availability. And I think that would be a really wise move. It would be a really big-time move to get yourself help on the offensive line and on the defensive line before you get to the draft. And uh, I would uh, I would also argue – It's a requirement. It's a requirement. It's a mandate. Okay. Then, then if you get a, a defensive stud uh, in the beginning of uh, the draft, I would argue – if there is a, if there are pass rushers, get several, get more than one. Well, I think pass more rushers two. like cornerbacks, you can never have enough. Add them up, get yeah. them all together, and and you know what? If that makes life uncomfortable for for players that are going to be launched as a result, big deal. Who cares? Look at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a great example. They have versatile pass rushers. They move them around. They use them That's in right. different ways. And nobody's going to say, well, we can't uh, draft another Micah Parsons clone because we have Micah Parsons. No, you have two of those guys. Get another. Get the more the the merrier. The NFL, you know, it's really interesting because, like, an offensive line, ideally you want to get five guys. You want them to be the team within the team, and you want them to play a whole season. Very rarely have we seen it uh, in Chicago. But that's, that's what the goal would be. Um, you don't want to go through eight or nine different lineups in a year, whatever it was. But when it comes to defensive linemen, you want waves of players. You want to attack in waves. And the Bears couldn't get a sack for their life from the defensive line most of last year. Guess what? That means you need 
pass rushers followed by pass rushers followed by pass rushers. No doubt about it. That's a good point to make. I also found it interesting what Dane Brugler said about Peter Skronsky, the Northwestern tackle, who might fit into a more of a guard mold in the NFL, perhaps because of those dreaded short arms that no offensive tackle wants. But you know it's going to be – he's right. The scouts are going to say that. It's going to be repeated. And by the time the draft arrives, I don't know what's going to happen. But he's a local product. He was a Northwestern anchor, and you can see him having good success in the NFL. Maybe it will be in Chicago or elsewhere, but I thought his analysis was pretty interesting there. I also think that he talked about Will Levis. I predict he's going to be the created player this draft because the only tape – I don't want to say the only tape. The tape that will matter the most for Will Levis by the time the draft arrives won't be necessarily how Kentucky fared against SEC defenses as much as it will be his draft day, his pro day, yeah. his draft workout, yeah. the combine. Because I think he could be a combine creation, he could be a pro day sensation, and he could be the next coming of Zach Wilson. I, I th- but I think that he's going to go in the top 5-10. I don't think he's falling any any uh, later than that, and and if he ends up going higher, but because of his traits, well, I totally agree with you. The guy I think is going to be the the the, the riser that no one uh-huh. sees right now is Anthony Richardson. You think so? He's yeah. so raw, interesting, and he can do so many things. If that guy has a big workout and he actually throws accurately to go with his speed and what he can do. I, I think some team's going to fall in love with him. He's kind of – he's more in the Trey Lance mode. So what you're saying then and, is that's an interesting one because right now, <clears throat> excuse me, he's he's projected to be in the teens. Yes. I think Dane Brugler's uh, mock draft had him at 15-ish yeah, right around probably, there. So you're saying that he could conceivably jump into the top 10, maybe top 5. I, I think I think him jumping into a top 5 is a creative That'd play. be a quantum leap. Yes. Mm. Will Levis, you're right. He wouldn't make a huge leap if he's already kind of projected at five. I guess what I'm acknowledging is that the reason I believe, in large part, he's there now is because of all these traits yes. and all the comparisons yes. to You're Josh right. Allen, yes. who didn't have great college tape, totally played at right. Wyoming, didn't play against the greatest competition. But boy, if you saw him throw at his pro day, you were you fell in love with that arm. Where where where, where did he go? Wyoming. No, no. Where did he go in the oh. draft? Uh, Josh Allen was fifth or sixth, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't a first overall pick or anything. No, he was in the top ten, though, and he was a guy that was, you know, there were questions about the competition level and a lot of those types of similar questions, but then he disproved them quickly. Well, and by his third year, he disproved them. Did we agree on Patrick Mahomes as the number one pick when we were rating quarterbacks earlier? <laughs> sure. Did we or did we not? I want to know. Oh, you mean this for this playoff field? No, no yeah, when we talked about yes. it earlier. We did, right? Yes. Tenth overall pick. Tenth overall pick. It, you don't have to remind anybody in Chicago. Do you know who went first in that draft? Uh, I do remember okay. that one. <laughs> Let's not bring it up. Let's not bring up 2017 Don, again. Don's on the west side. Hey, Don. Hey, Don. Good morning, guys. Um, yeah, real quick, I had just wanted to uh, touch on the Justin Fields thing. Um, I, I agree with uh, Hall, man, like um, what you were saying earlier as far as, you know, we never seen the development of a quarterback in the city of Chicago. We never really had a quarterback. 
I mean, so I don't understand. Well, I understand the balance. I understand the yin and the yang. You can't have so much good without the bad. He does need to be a better passer, but some of these takes is kind of crazy to me. Uh, I just say, like, if you uh, if, if you look at the history, Brett Favre, you know, he probably could have been in the Hall of Fame for turnovers, so could have paid, paid many. I'd rather have my rookie quarterback, you know, be in the Hall of Fame for his legs than turnovers, you know. So, And then if you look at his track record, you, you look back, Trevor Lawrence, him and Trevor Lawrence probably been competing since, yeah. I don't know, eight yeah. years old. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, then you go to Georgia. You know, he went through the same thing in Georgia. This guy has always overcame whatever obstacle was in his way. So, I, I really hope that he's listening to all this because he's the type with a strong personality type, character type that will use that as fire to burn and, and to feed him. And I hope Chicago sees that and keeps him. I'm pretty sure that they will. But, I mean, you know, fans, you, come on, man. Well, let's be patient, man. Like, you know, and, you don't know you're so used to losing. You don't know when you won, you know? That, so, I, yeah. agree, I agree with you, Tom, but I would also point out that he wasn't a rookie this year. He was in his second year. I, I think I can understand why you say that because of the new coaching staff, et cetera, but it was, he was a second-year player. He was a second-year player, but I also think it bears remembering that, as Dane Brugler pointed out, you see the jump in a guy like Jalen Hurts from year two to year three. You see a jump in the guy like Josh Allen from year two to year three. Both comparable in terms of a skill set that is exceptional and rare. They also were surrounded by better talent. So the yes. Bears, it's incumbent upon them to surround him with that that offensive line and those receivers and maybe even the right running back if you could sign him in free agency and let him blossom in year three the way those other two guys have. And we're going to surround ourselves with Nick Costos next. It's Mully and Hall on the score. I want winners. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score on the line is the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports betting insider Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Nick Costos. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. And Nick joins us now on the score hotline, signature bank score hotline, signature bank, making commercial banking personal. Nick, good morning. How are you? What's going on, guys? Great to be on with you here today ahead of what I believe to be the best sports weekend of the year, Hmm. divisional rounds in the National Football League. Going to be awesome. I I was telling David this morning, I'm a bit confused by the lines. I'm just – not quite certain if there's a lot of cowboy money coming in, and that's why the line moved a little bit in San Francisco, and 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 really the the uh, the Buffalo line. I, I what am I being told here that it's now whatever five in the hook. Sure. So we can talk about the two Sunday games, uh, the point spreads of those games. Um, the Buffalo spread, I think, is correct. Now, I think a lot of people will look at this, right, and and just, you know, Buffalo's a five-and-a-half-point favorite right now. And that actually, Buffalo, I'm literally watching it happen on my screen right now. Buffalo just got bet a little bit, so they are minus five-and-a-half basically across the board everywhere right now. And I know that people will look at this point spread and say, oh, my God, like it's Joe Burrow getting five-and-a-half points. Bengals are going to keep this game close. Got to bet Cincinnati in the game. 
Now, maybe Cincinnati covers. Cincinnati can win the game. Um, you know, Joe Burrow's a singularly great player, obviously. And sports betting is not fortune-telling. It's like probability, right? So Cincinnati, of course, can win the game. Just that I, I think Buffalo's a lot better than Cincinnati. I disagree with the notion that Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Buffalo are all like the same team. Like, no way. I think Buffalo's the best of the three. And then maybe Cincinnati and Kansas City might be equal. I think Buffalo's a lot better. And just point spread-wise, um, Molly, since you, like, since you introduced it that way, um, in Week 17, when these two teams played on Monday Night Football, you know, obviously the game is canceled, and thank God DeMar Hamlin's doing well. Mm. Buffalo closed a two-and-a-half-point road favorite at Cincinnati. So the implication there is that Buffalo is like three-and-a-half or four points better than Cincinnati on a neutral field. And now you flip home field, and Buffalo's raucous home field advantage in a playoff game. Like, Buffalo has a better home field advantage than most in the NFL, and that gets you here, like right to the cusp of six. Now, I think at six, that is where people would step in and bet Cincinnati. I would bet Cincinnati plus six. But up until this, I think this is totally fine. I like Buffalo in the game. Now, just one note on the total here, guys. It's sitting at 48. It was 50. So it's been bet down a couple points. There is inclement weather. I know this is a shock, right? Um, outdoors January in Buffalo. Inclement weather expected in the forecast. Right now, it looks like there could be snow in the second half, wind throughout the game. Now, weather's fickle. We thought there would be a monsoon on Saturday in San Francisco. The game starts, and there's no there's no rain in sight. There's no precipitation, right? So just make sure that if you, the listener, if you're going to bet the total in this game, make sure that, like, on Sunday that you know what the weather's going to be like. Because if it's windy, this game's going to go under, and if it's not this is going to be a shootout and I like Buffalo in the game as far as Dallas and San Francisco uh, Dallas plus three and a half feels okay to me Dallas was dominant obviously on Monday night and that's how I think we get to this number I think that professional betters would be interested in the Niners if it ever went down to three that does not mean that I am saying go bet three just because pros bet it pros lose a lot Um, but I'm just saying that's where I think the money would go Um, my preferred bet in this game guys would be the over sitting at 46. I think Dallas can absolutely move the ball on this Niners secondary. Jared Stidham did in Week 17. David Blau did a little bit in Week 18. The the Seahawks were driving to take the lead at the end of the third quarter this past Saturday before the Niners avalanched them in the game following the Geno Smith fumble. And you know the Niners offense is going to be able to put points up on any defense with the playmakers they have. Oh, give me the over coming up on Sunday afternoon, guys, with the Cowboys and the Niners. Before we get to the other games, Nick, curious, does the fact the Cowboys have a kicker who missed four extra points for the the first time since 1932 play any role in your thinking because those were important points as it all turn as it turns out Absolutely, yeah, with the game going under the total, um, 45 and a half it closes, um, and the game lands 45 with four missed extra points, so certainly anyone that bet the under should be thanking their lucky stars that that worked out the way it did on Monday night. I mean, maybe maybe slightly, but I think, like, you know, if Mike McCarthy said he's sticking with Brett Maher, right, as a kicker this week. So, you know, people can say what they want about Mike McCarthy, and maybe he's overrated and not a great in-game manager. Like, he's not dumb. Like, the Cowboys are not. No NFL team in Divisional Weekend is dumb, right? So I am sure that they have contingencies, right? Let's say Maher goes out there and shanks the first extra point. Like Dallas scores a touchdown, Maher misses six nothing. Like we don't do people really not think that Dallas has like fifteen two point plays planned already, like the plays that they want to run in these situations. They'll be prepared. They'll go for two if they have to. I actually think that makes me like the over a little bit more if like if Dallas might be more likely to go for two in the game. Also like like lends more crazy outcomes into play and maybe makes Dallas money line a little more viable if they're gonna start going for two in the game. Um I like Dallas to win the game. That is my opinion that is not like a point spread conversation, but the over, I think, is the best bet coming up on Sunday afternoon. Why? Why do you like Dallas so much? Is it is it the quarterback? What What is it? Well, it's really like, you know, I think we get to this point in the year, guys, and, like, games become, like, bet your opinion because the yeah. point spreads are all right. Like, they're all correct. 
Um, we, there's so much data. We know who these teams are at this point that, like, San Francisco should be favored by more than three, like, in this range. So yeah. the point spread's fine. So it's bet your opinion. My opinion is is that I think that Dallas – it's funny, right, that these are probably the two best teams in the conference when it's all said and done. Now, maybe Philly has home field so could win a game in Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game. Like, the numbers bear out that these are actually the two best teams playing. Um, I think that the winner of this game will represent the conference in the Super Bowl. And I think Dallas, with Dak seemingly on a mission – here and I think they're going to be able again to move the ball and score points on this Niners defense and like if you ask me who like I've seen like on the some of the stupid debate shows like who do you got Dak or Purdy this is like the dumbest conversations ever like Purdy can play well in the game like no one with half a brain is taking Brock Purdy over Dak Prescott like I'm sorry that's just that, that I don't I think that's a fact so I trust Dak more than I trust Purdy I'll take the Cowboys willing to be wrong again just my opinion my opinion could be worth nothing right so the over in the game I feel like is a sharp bet the the spread flip a coin to determine the winner of the game I guess what's the most interesting bet on Saturday I think the most interesting game clearly would be Giants Eagles but what do you think uh, I like the over in the Kansas City Jacksonville game I think one thing that we can be confident in is that Kansas City is going to score in the game like whenever Jacksonville's defense has to step up in class they give up a ton of points now Trevor Lawrence can cook on the other side right and come back and either cover the spread or win the game as they have done a lot since Jacksonville lost to Kansas City 27-17 in Arrowhead back on November 13th but Kansas City's going to score and then Jacksonville scores in catch-up mode which they always do leads me to the over in the game point spread in that game is fine Kansas City should be favored by more than seven and less than ten so people want to bet their opinion go for it I would bet the Chiefs if I had to but I don't so I won't I will have my on the over in the game and just on the Giants and Eagles and curious like what you guys think about this and like listeners like kind of like because this point spread's a little crazy so Philly played the Giants a couple months ago right at MetLife a Giants home stadium Philly closed a seven and a half point home favorite in the game bludgeoned the Giants in the game the result doesn't matter but just like Philly closed seven and a half on the road implication being Philly's like eight and a half points better on a neutral you flip home field Philly's more than 10 against the Giants and then they have a week off and it's a playoff game, so even more is supposed to be built into the spread. The point spread's exactly the same. It's seven and a half. So I think this is the question that people have to answer, right, if you're going to bet this game. Is that because organic interest in the Giants, that the Giants have been that good down the stretch, were that impressive last week against a bad Minnesota team? Faith in Brian Dable. Third meeting between the teams. Familiarity maybe breeds a closer game, or... Is it pessimism in Jalen Hurts' injury status? I understand that he's practicing in full. He was also practicing in full um, uh, before Week 18 against the Giants and basically played to protect himself the entire game and literally said after the game that he's not 100%. If Jalen Hurts were fully healthy, I think Philly would be close to a 10-point favorite, if not 10. The betting market, to me, indicates that there is uncertainty as to Jalen Hurts' health, which I think makes this a very difficult game to bet. I would say that if you out there listening, if you think the Giants are going to keep this game, close I would also bet the Giants to win the game because wow. if the game starts and Jalen Hurts is not fully healthy the Giants can absolutely obviously win this football game and I also think just because betting content guys will be pushing this out there because it's like it makes sense on the surface and it can win it's not that the bet can't win of course it can win but the Kansas City Philadelphia two-team teaser to Kansas City to two and a half and Philly to one and a half everyone's going to be talking about it it's a bet that on the surface makes a lot of sense but if Jalen Hurts is not good and again I I don't think we know the Giants can definitely win this game. Just something to keep in mind if that's a bet you're looking to place on Saturday. Great stuff, Nick. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Uh, also, also, by the way, both teams to score today at the Etihad with Manchester City and Tottenham. Wishing you guys and all your great listeners minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck.
Great stuff from Nick. I was I thought he was going to throw in a Bulls uh, prediction, but he went with uh, with City. Hmm. How do you feel about that? I know you probably I despise them. He threw that in for your benefit. No, I despise City. I know. Wait, wait. I, I'm confused. Just I need clarification. Yeah. Did he say? I thought he said both, both teams, teams to score. score. Yes. Okay. I just said I thought when he said one more thing today, I thought it was going to be the Bulls. And instead, it was City, which is fine. I, he didn't say City was going to win. City's okay, well, that's what I was asking because when you no, no, said no. he said I hate City, the mention I wanted of the to make sure. mention Thank made you. his blood boil. It's just, like it's okay. like I mean, Liverpool. He is you know, it just the goad. Yeah, G O A D. Thank you. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It's Molly and Hawn. Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.